Hey, Kuhal. It's Pastor Jones here, and I'm just coming to you this morning. Um, just a reflection of from yesterday's time, my my time with you guys yesterday. For those of you guys that were there, uh, or those that listened online, um, I know you experienced certain things <laughs> yesterday that that I feel like I need to address. And um, having spoken to Pastor Rowe, um, I know I feel like I had a fantastic chance to uh, share a incredible message, positive message, uh, but I did it in a negative light. And I feel like I really misrepresented the heart of God yesterday, um, uh, you know, by the way I uh, I presented my thoughts um, they were um, uh, there were some without grace um there were some without an understanding of the uh, without the expression of the kindness of god and um you know i i am just so sorry about how i made have made some of you feel and certainly for those of you that um were affected negatively by just the delivery of my message. Uh, I want to extend my apologies. Uh, preaching for 30 years, uh, uh, there have been several times where I've tossed up a brick or uh, uh, just bombed. And um, even though I thought I was doing fantastic yesterday, um, hearing it, listening to it again, I realized that there was... Uh, there could be points of condemnation, uh, points of judgment that certainly does not reflect the heart of God and does not reflect um, cool house ethos when it comes to sharing the messages um, that God had placed in our heart. And um, Pastor Rowe and, and the team's kindly kind enough to give me a chance uh, to go ahead and share the message that... Uh, that I preached yesterday, but in a way that um, that reflects or is more consistent to the heart of God and to the gracious God that we serve and the loving God that we serve um, and the God that knows all and sees all and, and the God that uh, truly, truly, truly has a heart for his people along with, again, just, just the ethos of who Kuao is. Uh, who you guys are, and I'm, I'm praying that you guys receive this message, uh, understanding and knowing that uh, uh, none of us, none of us are perfect, right? And I'm grateful so much for the grace that you're giving me uh, today to reshare this message with you, in, in hopes that you will hear the heart of truly the heart of the message. So again, my name is Pastor Lemuel Jones. I too, I pastor a church here in Staten Island Waters Church. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to have spoken yesterday and now the opportunity to redo um, the message uh, in a way that reflects more so the heart of God. And um, I'm talking to you today about four things that over the years of my time, I have learned about giving. I was raised to give by my mom uh, earlier on, even as, as I was a kid, uh, taught to tithe, taught to give offerings. Um, my mother actually tithe 
you know, tithing, for those of you that do not know, it's about, it's 10% of our increase, uh, the wages that we receive. Uh, my mom would give from her uh, gross, and not only would she give from her gross, the 10th part of her gross, but she would also add to it another 10 part for offerings. So she would give about 20%, that's right. And she did not really have um, the kind of money or resources that, um, that you would think would afford a 20% cut from her gross, not just from her net, but from her gross. But my mom really showed to us uh, the heart of a giver. And um, there are four things that I've learned over the years about giving. The first one is that giving is a response to faith. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And it also tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 1, um, I did say that, Hebrews 10 38 rather says, the just shall live by faith. And Hebrews 11 1 says that faith is the substance of things that we hope for, the evidence of things unseen. So when it comes to giving, giving is a matter of faith. Uh, you know, we're, we're not giving into a corporation when we are bringing our tithes and honoring God with our finances. We're not bringing it to a, uh, even a not-for-profit. We're, we're bringing it to God's house. We're bringing it in Malachi. The prophet said, bring ye all the tithes into my storehouse. So we're bringing it to the storehouse of God. Now, uh, the church, the finance team, the pastor are, are called to oversee that finances. And so, we can go on and giving it as a matter of donation, as a ma as an act of like, well, I'm going to give it to someone thing that may be needed because we understand the lights don't turn on on themselves. There are there are uh, gear to be bought. There are um, things that run, and you know everybody has has the right to get paid, right? The 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 lighting person, the the person that that um, that that set up the 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 building where we're at. Um, and, and the people that own the building, they have the right to, to, to their, to their due. The Bible tells us don't muzzle an ox that treads out the corn. You cannot muzzle those people that, that are putting out the effort much like us, right? If we're working as we work, I'm a, I'm a visiting nurse, um, on my nine to five, as we work, we understand that, Hey, I'm the one that's providing the company, um, the, the monies that, that, produces whatever it is it's producing so i have the right to that wage well everybody has the right to the, to their wages and so we understand that we can give it an as a as as an act of like fee or payment but in the kingdom of god giving is a matter of faith really it's it's not about how much you give it's about what you believe god to do when you are bringing that gift to the altar. Um, over the years, I've realized that sometimes I didn't have money to give. Sometimes I was short on cash. Uh, but because I believe God's word, because I believe in, in, in the, the principles of scripture, and because I believe that every word of God, every word of God is, is, is God breath. I believe that what he said about finances is true and right and what he said about receiving back the things that we have sown in is 
um, true. And so when I give, I have to take a look at my my heart. I have to take a look at my um, my my you know. Uh, my desire to hold on to things, my desire to see my my bottom line increase, and I have to look at my faith to give to God. And sometimes I look at my money in light of my bills, um, but I have to see that God is the one that's providing in the first place, um, that He's giving me the strength, He's giving me the, the, the know-how, He's giving me the ability to be able to bring forth the wages that I have. And therefore, the bills that I may have are really not, not reflective of what, may have, what I may have at the end result of when I give. I know that God will take care of the things that I worry about and concerned about if I would trust Him with the finances that he told me to trust them with. Amen. And also, one of the things about faith is really responding to um, the call of the man of God or the woman of God to give to him. Uh, I've been in conferences where um, men would stand up, preachers would stand up, and they would declare, you know, that God will bless you if you give today. Right, they'd have fundraising or or what have you in these conferences, conventions, and 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 they would say, God will bless you uh, beyond paying your tithes and giving your offering today. God will bless you if you give a certain amount. And I'm like sus, you know. I mean, I I I've become even more so more skeptical now than I've ever been um, about those things. But one of the things that I really understood is that God uses men and women to declare things on earth. That if I believe that God is a God that raises up men and raises up women to speak forth his word, I believe that even if, even if God didn't speak to my ear, you know, outright, even if God was not the one who said to me, oh, you need to give, but it's a man that that's saying it, this is the time for you to give. I take that opportunity to connect with that man of God and to connect with my faith in the process of God to raise men and women um, to speak his word on this earth. Amen. Um, I know he's done it for me. I believe that God will not do anything on this earth or not allow anything to happen on this earth without a, a, a prophet, without a, a man or a woman standing up declaring that things will happen. Um, you know, whether or not it, it, it is, um, you know, the question is why would God things why would God allow things to happen? Some tremendous, some difficult things or some, some, some things that are, uh, are terrible. You know, I'm, that's not my, my message today. But I, my message is that God raises men and women uh, to speak His Word and to, to give light to what is about to happen in this earth to showcase to the people that He uses men uh, to bring His Word to people. 
And so for me, when I hear men of God declare that such and such a things are needed, that this money is needed or that uh, this cause is needed, I resonate with that and I respond to that. I remember Pastor Rowe, I shared to him the notes that I have for this message. And um, and he showed, and I was telling him that I was listening to the online messages that has been being preached from Kuhau. And um, he was telling me that he believes that uh, he that that Kuha will be able to raise two hundred thousand dollars in the next few years, and that uh, he believes that a thousand churches can partner up with him uh, and with you guys in order for you to reach that um, that goal. And as soon as I heard it, as soon as I heard it, uh, you know, I sent that two hundred dollars. I was like, bro, give me your cash app, and um, I sent that that cash because I just believe that God. God uses men, especially with my friend Pastor Ro. I've seen his life. I've seen I've seen um, Lisa and Ro grow up in front of me. I've been we we've, we've been together since 2013. I've known him uh, since they were just beginning. And his heart for ministry, his heart for God, his heart for the Word of God, his heart for the work of God, his heart for the people of God uh, is unquestionable. And if I if I would give to some random uh, person that is preaching in a conference that I do not know how much more to somebody whose heart I know, whose vision I connect with, and whose mission is in the very same place that God has called me to here in Staten Island and the surrounding boroughs. So I know that we're locking arm in arm and doing the very thing that God has is is wanting to do for this city and I'm just so proud and so honored to to be a friend of <clears throat> Pastor Rowan you know sometimes he uh he he tells me this all the time he tells me he tells me that uh, uh that he looks up to me and even though I'm even though he's taller than me and I have to say that I look, do look up to him um uh, that's because he is taller than me, way taller than me. But more than that, I do look up to him in his drive and his desire to see God's work flourish um, in Staten Island through the ways and reaching the demographics that God has called him to reach uh, and the team to reach. And how much more when he speaks, I believe it. I believe it. I believe that God will do the thing that Pastor Rowe and Sister Lisa had decided and had declared to do for the things of God. I've seen it from the, the sharing our tiny space at Olympia Boulevard uh, to now where you guys are at. I've seen the hand of God work and I can't wait to see further out what God will do. So to me, when 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 men's, men like, like Pastor Rowe and, and, and Pastor Lisa when people that are faith-filled and people that God had placed His Word in their mouth begin to speak about finances, I have to exercise my faith and respond and respond to that Word because I know that maybe, maybe, maybe it's not like God is, you know, making this announcement out of heaven, but God has anointed that this vessel much like he anointed abraham he told abraham go wherever you go 
I will bless you wherever your feet will land. I will bless it. Look into the stars. I will bless you wherever you go because you're my man. And the Bible tells us that God promised Abraham, whoever will bless you, I will bless Amen. So I know if I'm a blessing to the man of God, if I know I respond in faith to the man of God, I know that that blessing will come back around. Because of the second point that I have learned when I've been growing up in this past, oh, I don't know, 30 plus years of not just ministry, but living for God and giving, is that God is a reciprocating God. He gives back whatever it is you you give to him. And we know this, it's it's more than what we've given him. When God gives back, it's beyond what we give him. We give him 10%, we give him $10 out of 100, and God will give us back more than the $100 that initiated the $10. Uh, so here in Luke chapter, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, if, um, if I find my Bible, no word, it's where, where where the numbers are but luke chapter 6 verse 38 it says here it says here um give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom for with the same measure that you meet with all it shall be measured to you again listen it says given it shall be given to you good measure pressed down and running over i know that if i give to god the bible says the same measure that you meet it shall be met to you now it's not a measure of tit for tat it's not like i'll you give 10 i'll give 10 that measure that you meet hallelujah is the measure of your heart connecting back to point number one it's a measure of faith if you're giving it out of faith you will receive a reward because of that faith because faith is the conduit by which god works Faith is uh, the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency of heaven. I mean, you don't need to be saved to have God work in your life if you operate in faith. You've seen it. You've seen it in people outside that do not know the Lord, do not believe in God, may even be living a life that's contrary to Scripture. But if they operate in faith, God looks at that faith and say, that's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. And I'm going to bless that. And I'm going to return whatever He gave out in faith. I'm going to return that. So imagine if we're giving it to God, if we're bringing it to him guess what god will reciprocate god will bring back he says press down shaken together running over that reminds me of those times i used to go to the laundromat you know when when i only have one bag and i don't want to carry anymore i press down the clothes you know what i'm talking about i press down the clothes i shake the bag i sit on it right and the bag that should hold oh i don't know 100 shirts are now holding 200 shirts because i pressed it down i've shaken it i've made sure all the empty spaces in it are, are are packed and filled to the brim that's the kind of reciprocity that god has for those of us that would give to his work by faith listen everybody this is the god we serve amen this is the god we serve he looks at your heart and says wow that guy is a guy of faith he's responding he's turning to me he heard the declaration of the man of god and in his need he turns around and blesses his uh, my work and commits to give by faith what should i do god said i will return it in the book of matthew chapter 14 verse 31 we understand and know the story of the young lad who gave the five loaves and two fishes that's all he had now it's probably a lot 
for a little kid, five loaves, two fishes, that's a lot. He's probably bringing it to his family. He was probably on his way. His Maybe his dad sent him to an errand and get some food for the family so we could eat. And here he is. He meets Jesus, who is who was in need. Uh, and, and I put that in quotes because Jesus is never in need. God knows where the, where the gold is. God owns the cattle in a thousand hills. So God, when we, we quote, we, God needs anything. God don't need nothing. Amen. We're the ones that need it. We as an organization needs it. Praise God. We need it to eat. We need it to survive, et cetera, et cetera, here in this world. And so maybe that kid was sent by his dad and five loaves and two fishes. That's a lot for a little kid, right? But Jesus needed it. Man, oh, what a blessing. What a blessing for that kid that even he took the food that he was about to bring. Now, this is not in scripture. Don't quote me on it. Uh, but what he was about to bring to his family and he gave it to Jesus instead. Amen. That's that's faith, y'all. That's faith. When you know that Jesus is calling for it, when you know that God is the one requesting for it, amen, you are placing even the resource of your, even if you take your whole week's check and give it to God, hallelujah, know that that's a safe place. Know that in turn, you will receive the bounty that you didn't even expect. Listen, this is what the kid happened to the kid. He gave five loaves and two fishes. And then at the end of the story, we know it, that Jesus breaks the bread and blesses it. And by the time the disciples had already shared the food among 5,000 men only, there's probably maybe 20,000 people altogether there. 5,000 men, the Bible says. By the time they were done, I don't know where the baskets came from, but at the end of it, there were 12 baskets full for the kid to bring home and most likely the kid just brought maybe one basket's full basket full and the family was like where'd you get that basket we sent you for five loaves and two fish you know <laughs> what happened to you and and i can imagine the kid is saying i had my chance to respond in faith give it to the master who multiplies all things and now look at what i'm giving you sent me out to get five loaves and two fishes I come home with a basket full of fragments, a basket full, 12 baskets full. This is the return of God. Um, and and that's, that's my third point. The, the investment that we give to God, that, that, that God provides when we give, this is one of the things that I've learned, that it is an investment into the things of God. You know, and, and every investment has a return on it. And I, I've, <laughs> I've started investing about uh, in 2021, I started investing. And uh, <clears throat> the hope in your investment is that you will have an ROI. An ROI is return on investment. A hope is that you invest $10 and you will get, oh, I don't know, maybe $12, 2% um, interest or increase, or maybe $20, 100% increase. Or maybe you go crazy and you go from, from buying Dogecoins at 10 cents to it being a dollar, which is what? Oh, I don't know, almost 80 800 increase right so you you get the return on investment and if there's ever a time and a place um in a ministry uh that that you know is a good investment 
that is God's work. And Kuhau is an incredible investment. And the leader that God has called to lead this church is 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 an incredible leader to invest in. We want to be able to stand. I want to be able to stand and be a part of the story of Kuhau. I want to be able to stand and be a part of the story of Pastor Rowe and be able to look at Pastor Lisa and Pastor Rowe and understand, you know what? I was a part of that. I invested the things that God has called me by faith to invest. And here we are now, five years later, two years later, 10 years later, and got our own building, got our own stuff going on. The kingdom of God is expanding. We're reaching broken people. We're mending uh, broken hearts. We are, uh, we are, are saving people from the, uh, from the grasp of death, you know, and being able to reach out and change our community. This, this, this is the, the vision of, of your pastor, you know, because it, it, his heart is for God's people. His heart is for the work of God. And so this is an incredible place for investment. If there's any place to invest it on, it would be, it would be uh, to, in, to, to God's vineyard first. Right? Because the soil of God is constantly watered by him. The soil of God is constantly watered by him. Um, but also here in the church, here at Kuhau, because you see the vision, you see where it's going. They don't, they don't, you guys don't scrap for nothing. I mean, when I was there, you know, Pastor Rowe was, was texting me, he said, hey, um, when you get here, John's going to meet you and um, um, he's going to lead you to the green room. And I'm like, the green room? God, what's a green room, you know? I mean, I know what a green room is, but, uh, you know, in my mind, I was like, a green room? Uh, I'm just glad I can use the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, just these level of desire for excellence and, and desire to present the gospel in, in the, the, the greatest light possible and the most fulfilling um, avenue possible and... Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't go to Kuhau and I have no I have no financial commitment per se to Pastor Rowe or, 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 or Pastor Lisa, but I give uh, to you guys. I give to the ministry because I just believe in it. I believe in the work. Amen. And um as God continues to bless, I will be more of an incredible blessing, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder. Let's rock it for Jesus here in Staten Island. Return on investment, y'all. You will not go wrong. And maybe, you know, like like my stocks, my stocks are all upside down now because of all everything that's going on. I mean, I owe money to, to the places I invest. That's how bad it's gotten. Uh, but but God is always in the up and up, man. He's always on the up and up. God is always on the up and up. There is never a time where he's going to go down. He's going to keep you. The Bible tells us he keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee even in this down times. Even when when my investments, our investment, my family's investments are, are down the drain. My heart is founded in God. I know no matter if I go broke, God will never allow me to go hungry. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will lift me up. He said, I will never see, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I know even if my earthly temporal investments go south, 
I know that things that I invested in God is going to be a benefit to me later on. The return investments that I have in the kingdom of God will be a greater reinvestment. And, 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 and you know what's the best thing about it? Is at the end of it all, man, we have life eternal with Jesus Christ. That <laughs> will life eternal. So think about that. Amen. Not only will I have the money here now in my hand, be able to invest it in a soil that will produce what God has called it to produce. Oh, how Hallelujah. Praise God on this earth. Afterwards, God will give me a crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. We'll walk in streets of gold, gates of pearl. It's going to be amazing. But what an opportunity it is for us to be able to take a portion of what we make. Amen. Sow it in faith. Praise God. Receive receive the things that God will bring us because He's a reciprocating God. And we know that the, the return on investment is greater than we've ever we can ever imagine praise the lord um uh, you guys, I, I share the story of my my sister and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law was out of a job for oh, I don't know for a year and a half or so, and they continued to pay their tithes, continue to give their offerings. Sometimes they would would give more than what they had budgeted for food. That's how that's how 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 they believe in the investments uh, that God will provide, and how they believe in the Word of God. They were crazy, insane people, insane of faith praise the lord and god has blessed them tremendously god has blessed them tremendously over time over time god has made a way god has made the way god has used people for them god has used situations for them god had opened the doors while while my brother-in-law was 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 jobless uh they they were able to pay off their car they were able to get their first house uh amen and now now they're, they're, they're flowing in abundance, praise God. And it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning for them. And God has done the same thing for us. God has done the same thing for your boy right here. And so I'm not just telling somebody else's story. I'm telling you my story. God has increased us over and over again. And it's going to be an incredible experience for all of us. Those of us that understand what God has provided in his word for those um, that will walk in faith and give to the work. Um, and the last one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 is a difficult scripture to preach. <laughs> I have yet, I don't know if when's the last time I've heard this, this preached. Uh, because Paul here was really was 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 writing and he was kind of like if you read it it's kind of like ticked off a little bit at least that's when i read it he's reading he's writing it because uh some people were t were, were were talking about him about his work in god some people were 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 trying to belittle his effort in god and and how that uh, uh maybe he was using monies that were received and 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 using it for his own self and there will be some that would say oh um uh, <clears throat> you know uh, maybe some people 
that we know we would say oh i you give it to that guy you know i remember when i used to drive a bmw back in when i was a kid when i was younger 23 years old 24 years old and i was already pastoring i remember some people were saying oh you know i give look what he's got he's got a bmw they didn't know i was i was also working right i was also working i wasn't using the the church's money to pay for my bmw uh, but in 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 that same way paul was writing here he says what if i use the things that were given to me uh, to be able to uh, fend for myself, to be able to work. Let's read it together because it's it's worth noting. It says, "I am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord?" Um, Paul was saying, "Am I not an apostle? Don't uh, am I not called by God? Am I not anointed by God? Did I not see Jesus in a vision? Did I not see Him?" Uh, it said, uh, are you not my work? Did you not come out of my loins? Did you, my, my spiritual, my, did not I give birth to you? Did you, weren't you, the reason why you know Jesus, is it not through me? Right? This is Paul declaring that. Now you can hear already the tenure of his, of his writing in this post. He's, he's almost about to say, oh, you're ungrateful people. Don't you know who I am? Don't, didn't you know what, what's going on with me? Right, he's about to say that, and he, and but he he's gonna share something here that I think I think after after he's is saying these things, you will realize what he's trying to say. It says, "If if I be not an apostle unto others, be doubtless I am your for the seal of mine apostleship. Are you in the Lord?" My answer to them that do examine me is this: Have we not power to eat and to drink? Don't I have the right? Don't I have the power, the ability to eat and to to, 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 to enjoy myself, to nourish myself? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles and as brethren of the Lord and Cephas? Don't we have the right uh, to have a wife? Don't we have a right to have family also? Because there's a lot of people that question the monies that are being given to the ministry and they, 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 they are suspect as to what those monies are being uh, sent for. And I'm telling you this, in, in all my years of, of, of ministry, this is my first time really, well, this is my second time technically, <laughs> of preaching this part of the message because it is a very touchy subject. Very touchy subject because Paul is kind of defending his right to whatever they gave him. Okay, so let's let's continue on. For I, Or I and only Barnabas have not the power to bear working. Can't I go full-time in ministry or is it just other people, right? Uh, don't I have the right to also uh, um, get, take, take off from a secular job and, and put my effort in the ministry? Don't I have the right to do that? It's Paul writing this, right? Now verse 7. Who goes to warfare anytime at his own charges? Who plants a vineyard and eats not of the fruit thereof? Who feeds a flock and eats not of the milk of the flock? And Paul was saying, who labors, who labors to, 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 to plant a vineyard and doesn't eat from it? Who, who raises a flock and doesn't get fed from the milk of the flock that he raised? Right? It's almost like he was saying is, who goes to work? And don't have a right to whatever that work pays. Amen. I have a right. You have a right. Amen. You know what would happen if we don't get paid at the end of the week? 
we would revolt. We would sue the company, right? Because we have a right. We have a right to the things we labor to. Verse 8. Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? And Paul here is defending himself. He says, am I saying this for myself? Uh, am, I, am I self-serving here? I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to say this out of self-service because the law says it too. The word of God says it too. And what does the word of God says? He quotes the scripture. He says, for it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treads out the corn. Does God take care of the oxen? What he's saying is, this is what the law says. Don't muzzle. Don't put a muzzle. You know what a muzzle is like? It's that metal or, 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 or um, threaded or rope thing that people put in the mouth of of animals so that they can't open their mouth wide right and 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 paul says don't muzzle he's he's referring to to the portion of the scripture don't muzzle an ox that treads out the corn he says you can't you should not muzzle the very per, the very animal that's giving you corn that's providing for you and <clears throat> having having um Having been in the church for so long, there are people that actually say, well, uh, he should do it for free. He should go to work. There's conversations, church. I'm telling you, this is difficult passages to preach, uh, but but it's in the word of God. And and my, my hope and prayer right now is that I'm doing it with kindness and with the heart of God in it. I just want to extrapolate, want to pull out what Paul is saying here in this, in these, in these scriptures, right? And, it says here, so Paul is saying, don't, doesn't the scripture says, don't muzzle the ox if it treads out the corn, if, if it's the one producing for you, right? And so if, if, if pastor, if pastor Ro, he's the one that has brought us to understand God, he's the one that get, got us close to, to, to serving God uh, it's his vision the way the way the worship team is is playing the incredible worship band that you guys have there at Kuhau uh, the, the the incredible environment and atmosphere and the the top-notch excellence excellence that 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 the team uh, and the dream team brings out every Sunday um, this is from the heart of the man of God it's coming from him you know there there's a law called the law of the lid that means whatever is on top that's how far how far you can go and praise God that you and I ha I have a friend in row and you have a pastor in him that he's seeking to contact Constantly push that lid higher, push that lid higher because he believes in the calling of God. And so we are all, we are all what? We are all gleaming. We are all receiving from the ministry of the man of God. Shall we muzzle him? Shall we put, shall we make him say, oh, you got to go back to work. You got to fend for yourself. You cannot live off, live off what you're working for. Well, that's definitely not fair. And Paul says it's here. That's not fair. I could, I could have a wife. I could have a family. And I also have a right to quit a secular job and go full time if God had so desired me to do. And if so, I need it uh, so that I can fulfill the work of God. Um, and the one that's producing should be given. We should be honored. Praise God. I remember, I remember the first time um, because I was in that same thought process. I'm not going to use God's money uh, to feed me. I'm going to go and work, and I'm going to I'm going to go and and labor. I'm going to go and 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 
fend for myself so that nobody can charge me uh, that I am using the monies or the, the, the work of God to fund my lifestyle. So I'm going to go and work. And I probably still do that now. That's the reason I work so hard uh, <clears throat> because I don't want anybody charging me for a new backyard or my new car. I don't want anybody saying, oh, the pastor is stealing money from the church. That's the worst kind of accusation, right? Um, but I remember, I remember... I remember that 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 season in my life where I was just I was struggling, bro. I was struggling. I didn't have the mind. I was still young. I was struggling. I didn't have the 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 the, the kind of wisdom that I have now when it comes to uh, obtaining wealth and things of that nature. We're still brand new into the giving aspect and and the doors of God's provision have not yet been open or have not yet realized it. And I remember I remember not wanting to touch it. And the Lord spoke to me and said, if you don't use a portion of this, I will not bless the people. And I had to like, oh no, because that's the plan of God for the ministry, for the man of God, for his family to live off the gospel, to live off the work of God. So what? They could focus their mind and their concentration on building what God will do. And you will see it when, when I'm, I'm sure some of us have noticed it. When Pastor Roe went full time, we realized, oh, the church leveled up. What would happen if Pastor Lisa goes full time? What would happen? What would happen to the ministry when another brilliant mind uh, is, 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 is released to do what God had called her to do? Hallelujah. Oh man, I can't imagine. But Paul was saying here, because of the people that were examining him, the people that were testing him, the people that were talking about him, hey, I'm the one that's treading out the corn. I'm the one that, that people can turn to. And they, they can't have a Jesus story without me, Paul was saying. They can't have their, their salvation story without, without sharing me as part of their testimony. It says... Um, does God take care of oxen? He's not talking about oxen. He's talking about people because God's heart is for people. God's heart is for people. God's heart is for us, those of us that are partners in, in the ministry. Maybe we're sitting down and hearing God's word, but God is, he, His word is for us. And this word is, is for everyone, especially and including of those that labor in the work. Here's verse 10. Or saith he altogether for our sakes. It's for our sakes. No doubt this is written that he that plows should plow in hope. And he that threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. It's written. So those of us that are ministry. Those of us that are putting in the effort. Those that are putting 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours a week. Maybe not in physical labor. But mental labor. In prayer. In in, in study of his word, in, in sharing our lives, we would have hope. Amen. We would have hope also that we would work in it. We were working and the things we invested in will be able to, to gleam from. And, and, and it continues on. If I have sown unto you spiritual things, is it great thing we should reap your carnal things? Paul is saying, I've sown to you spiritual things. Is it a big weight for you to give back the carnal things? No. Spiritual things are of greater value than any financial things. You know this. 
Peace of mind is greater than millions of dollars. You you've seen this. There are people that have that have that that have uh, uh, that have even regretfully killed themselves, even though they have millions upon millions of dollars, because they don't have peace of mind. Peace of mind because it's peace of mind comes from a spiritual a spiritual bank. Amen. And those things are greater of greater value and greater wealth than any carnal thing. Um, and then it continues on. If others be partaker of this power over you, are you not? We rather, nevertheless. And if other people have gained it, there are people that they're maybe sending money to to TBN or sending money to other people, sending money to other places. But those that are ministering in His Word, those that we sit in front of, those that we hear um, preaching from every single week, those that feed our hearts, they have more right to it than anybody else if you're blessing a ministry and they're not working with you they're the ones sitting with you at home they're the ones on the phone helping you through your difficult times they're the ones praying uh and weeping before god for our families for our children for our for 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 uh, for 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 the health and the welfare of our of our communities they're the ones praise god and we're sending our money to 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 uh to to other online ministries and there's nothing wrong with that but the fact of the matter is they don't have a personal connection with you if there's anybody that deserves to receive the financial support right for the fourth point as a responsibility of support I'm responsible for the food, the spiritual food that I'm receiving. None of us, none of us would go to a restaurant and not pay for the food that we receive. We know that. We know that. None of us would do it, right? We know we eat, we pay for it. We're not like those people that eat and just run. No, we don't want to do that. (laughs) Definitely not Christian. Definitely not something that God wants us to do. So much more, so much more when it comes to spiritual things. Amen. We are fed by it. And I'm running out of time here. But Paul, at the end of it, he says here, For though I preach, he says, But I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. For it were better for me to die than any man should make my glorying void. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And what Paul is really saying, I'm going to close it out right now. What Paul is really saying, listen, 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 Linda. (laughs) I have to preach. (laughs) Necessity is laid on me. If I'm just going to preach it to the two squirrels in my backyard (laughs) or the two pigeons in my front yard, I'm going to preach it because necessity is laid upon me. And Paul says, I don't ever want you to give. If you are thinking that I'm abusing my place in God, if you're thinking I'm abusing, I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to become rich through you uh, by preaching the gospel, uh, by preaching my heart out, please keep your money to you. He said, I would rather die than for you to take what I believe God has given me and and, and make it seem like what it's not. I'd rather die. Woe is me. But woe is me if I preach not the gospel. It's in me. I will preach whether you give or not. I will I will share God's message whether you give or not. Ask Pastor Roe. I'm con- I, can, I, I will wager, uh, you know, <laughs> my whole entire savings and everything else, my whole life even, if if this dude would would not preach 
uh, you know, if, if he's not one of those people, hallelujah, that would preach even if he doesn't get paid or if he doesn't do it. If he has to work to help a church grow, which he has done here at Kual, he will work because he understands the message. He understands what God has given to him. So at the end of it all, we are not giving in thinking, oh, he needs the money. Oh, I want Pastor Roe or Pastor Lisa full time. Oh, we're not giving it out of anything. We're giving it by faith. Amen. And certainly Pastor Roe would tell us as, as every, I believe every preacher whose desire is to see the nation turn to God. Hallelujah. We do this for free. Really, and reality is, and reality is, there's the, the things that we are using the finances for are not for the word. It's, 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 it's other things. It's food and other different things. Never for the word. That word is freely given. As we receive freely, so we freely give. Hallelujah. The heart of God for giving is to have a connection between faith and and need and want and necessities versus the heart of the man who says, I trust you, Lord. So at the end of it all, what I've learned over the years of my giving, praise God, I don't, I don't think about it anymore. I just give according to what I was told to do in Scripture. I give understanding all the four things that I've understood and, and my responsibility to support the work of God is part of it because I'm being fed. I am receiving God's word and I am responsible to make sure that those that thread or, or, or uh, those that plow in the kingdom are not muzzled but rather released to go further, faster, and, and, and to do what God had called them to do. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of seeing the potential of what God has for the pastors here at Kuhau to see what God can do with them. Hallelujah. I'll give my time, my effort, and I will give my treasure because God has been faithful and is faithful. Praise God. Would you pray with me right now? Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your great kindness. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that you would just bless your people. And I pray, O oh God, that I discharge this message. Uh, it's a difficult message, <laughs> Lord. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that you would just touch the heart of those that uh, that that uh, that that know already, that know already. But it was just a confirmation in their spirit. And to those that may be struggling in finance, those that maybe are having a hard time right now, Father, I pray, oh God, that that you relieve them from the feeling of 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 judgment, the feeling of condemnation, uh, the feeling of guilt, God. We don't want to, and you certainly don't want uh, us to give to you out of compulsion, out of guilt, even out of necessity. You want us to give out of cheerfulness of our heart. And I pray, oh God, that, that, that just considering and thinking about what I shared today, Lord God, will make us so joyful. 
thank God I'm able to exercise my faith. Thank God that I will see God reciprocate those things that He said He will. Thank God that I'm investing in an incredibly vibrant and incredibly fruitful ground. Thank God I'm able uh, to support the work that God has called Kuhau, that God has called Pastor Rome, Pastor Lisa to do on in this in this season, in this area, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. And with gratitude and with great, great honor, hallelujah, I want to connect with them and to be a blessing to the people around us and the community at large until your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I hope I did better that time. <laughs> amen. Thank you, Pastor Roe. Thank you, team. The leadership team, Pastor Roe, Pastor Marquez, love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And uh, until next time, God bless you.